0: He's going to take him, take them away. And for two, I shared it because, you know, they were, they was in a church, you know, and you seen that every person that was in that church didn't make it. And a lot of times we, you know, I, I, when I share my faith with people, I go and I'm just talking to him And I tell him hey you know four years Ago Jesus changed my life and You know I started to tell him stuff and then I Asked them, hey are you saved And the the Response I get most is yeah I go to church And that's not Enough it's not enough To just go to church It's not I mean you can go to church every Single service But it's not enough Jesus is the only way Jesus is the only way. I meant the only way to get to heaven is through him. And he'll come back. It says that he'll come back in the, in the, in the sky and he'll say, come up here. And we going, you know, and I want to show that to you. And first um, Thessalonians chapter four, if you're turning your Bibles. And just say, man, when you get there. Starting in um, verse thirteen, it says, "But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, which mean died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. but if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus." then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words and so that's what I want to do this morning I just want to comfort you guys with these words of one day Jesus will come back But in the meantime, we have to tell as many people as we can about who Jesus is. And I also want to give the other side of it as well is that you have two choices. You know, it says in, in Deuteronomy, which we'll read later, but it says you, you can choose life or you can choose death. And he gave us two choices. He didn't give us the choice of whether or not we'd spend eternity, whether we'd be alive in eternity. He gave us the choice of where we would, where we spend it. And you either spend it in hell or you spend it in heaven. Those are the only two choices we got. We know we got plenty of people that say other things, but I believe in this word. I believe in this Bible and this Bible has been true. And so many other things in it are true. Everything that's in it. I believe And so it says that we either go into heaven or hell Those two places And so with that being said I just <clears throat> Just so like for We're reading in that, in that same book In verse 5 I'm in chapter 5 Starting in verse 3 It says when they It says when they say Peace and safety Then sudden destruction come upon them as labor pains among a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of sons of the day. We are not all. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night and let us who are of the day be sober putting on a breastplate breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet of hope of salvation and this is the one I want you to see here in verse 9 It says, for God did not appoint us wrath. But to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us. And that whether we awake or sleep. We shall live together with him. Therefore comfort one another. And edify one another. Just as you are doing. And. And when you think about that God did not appoint us to hell God doesn't want any of us to go to hell I don't want any of us to go to hell but we all have a choice and I seen something on Facebook earlier this week and it it was just talking about being left behind and when you think about it you're not being left behind You chose to stay behind because we get, you have an option. God gave us an option. He said, choose life. He don't want us to choose death, but it's up to us whether we want to choose it or not. He said, and if you choose life, this is how you do it. Through my son, Jesus Christ, who came down from heaven, who died on a cross for you. For each and every one of us in this place, he died for us. He did that so that we can have a chance Because we didn't have a chance before then We didn't have a chance We were wicked people God said he wished he never made us We were wicked people But Jesus came down And then we killed him We put him on that cross We spit in his face We ripped his beard out We did all of those things to him But guess what he did He still died he still went to that cross for each and every one of us. And I'm going to get to the good part in just a minute. So y'all can say some amens in just a minute. But in the meantime, I just, just want to talk about that for just a little bit and just want to get each and every one of us to realize the importance of what Jesus did on that cross. And in Romans five eight, it says, For the love that Christ demonstrated when He died for us, yet we were still sinners. That means even though there may be some people in this place that are not saved right now, Christ died for you, even though you break the first commandment of putting God first. That's the number one commandment. It says put God first. And and we as people, we put work first. We put family first We put our kids first We put money first We put entertainment first We put any and everything else first But when you think about what God says In his, in his, in his scriptures In his words He said put me first He's not saying that we can't do those other things He's not saying that we can't have a job He's not saying that we can't have fun That's not what he's saying He's saying put me first Put me first and just like Pastor was talking about at the offering, giving our first fruits, giving our tithe, when we say tithe, that immediately turned people off. Like, oh, we can't give no money. We work too hard for that. But the word of God says that every good thing came from him. So if your job is good to you, then he gave it to you. And so if he gave it to you, then we should be willing to give back. And, and, and so we we go and we say, you know what? God, I I want to I want to do something for you, but I want to be comfortable doing it. That's what we as humans say. That's what we as as people who come to church say. God, I I want to do something for you, but don't don't make me do too much. And and God is saying, hey. I want you to give yourself to me He says I am I have Greater things for you Even the things that Jesus did On this earth The Bible says that we can do greater things And again That's a choice We have to make that choice We have to make that sacrifice of Hey you know what God I don't know what you have for me But I'm going to serve you Even if that means Quitting this job so that I can come and understand more about your word because the Bible also says that when we, when we give up something for God he'll give us something else that's better than what we had but a lot of people don't want to believe that because they had this job and it's, and it's been secure it's been a comfortable road to know that man I got this job but I can only make it to church uh, once every every month or something How are you growing once a month? How are you growing even once a week without the word of God in you? And I know a lot of people like to say, oh, well, I read my Bible at home. Okay. Who are you comforting? Because the word says to comfort one another with these words. And so you ask yourself, who are you comforting at home? Oh, well, I comfort myself. Well, then let's talk about selfishness. So you still breaking, breaking laws and breaking and, and sinning and doing those type of things. But you're not realizing that all you're seeing is what you can get for yourself. And God is like, I know that that's a good job. That's a good job. I gave it to you. Remember? But now I got something else for you. All I'm asking you to do is to trust me. And that's the thing that a lot of people in church don't do. That's why you seen those people that were still there. That's why they were still there because they didn't trust who Jesus is. They didn't trust his word because his word says that he will he will not leave us nor forsake us. So if we give something up for him, you best believe we're going to get it back. It may not be when you want it, but we're going to get it back. And so we go and we say, Jesus, what 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 can I do for you? Well, that's not really what we say. We say, God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. I need you to give me a job. I need you to give me a car. I need you to give me a house. I need you to give me this. I need a boyfriend. I need a, I need a husband. I need a wife. And then he's saying, hey, what did you do for me? He's like, uh, um, I'm, I'm a, when you give me that thing, God, I'm a, then I'm going to start doing stuff for you. That's what we say. Then 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 I'm going to start doing amazing stuff for you, God. I meant, watch, when you give me that husband, we're going we gonna to pray together every day. We're going to go read the word every day We're going to go outreach every day We're we not going to do none of that other stuff That them other people in church be doing We're going we gonna to go out And we're going to be outreaching all the time That's what we're going to do We're going we gonna to love you God You know what's funny is that Even though God knows That's not what we're going to do He still say here you go He still give it to us that's because God is an amazing God. God is an amazing God. And so if you just um, just go back to um, verse 4 and 5 just for a second. It says, For you all are sons of light, or it says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. And just in case you haven't got it, the title of this message is "This Day," or "There Will Come a Day." There will come a day. That day that I just showed you guys, that day will come. That day will come. And that's a, I'm gonna say it so many times. You're gonna. That's what you're gonna leave out of here with. That day will come. That day is going to come. And and it says that. You are not in the darkness. He's talking to the church right now. You should not be in the darkness. And the reason is John 8:12 says that Jesus is the light. And if you're doing what Jesus asked you to do then you should be in the light. John 8:12 says Jesus spoke to them again saying, "I am the light of this world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. So everywhere we should go, we should, it should be lit up everywhere that we go. It shouldn't be no darkness around us. And when we're doing that individually and then we come together as one, there should be a big bright light. When people walk into this place, there should be a big bright light. There shouldn't be people coming in this place like, "Oh, nope, he ain't he ain't he he don't believe in Jesus." Nope. Nope. There should be light everywhere they go to where when they come in this place, they got to squint their eyes like this, just like this light right here, you know. But um, if you turn with me over to Matthew chapter 24, and this is where I like to just show you a couple of things. And just say amen when you get there. (coughs) Starting in verse 3 of 24. It says, now he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming? And the end of age. And the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you, for many will come in my name saying saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars and see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For the nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms and there will be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows or of birth pains <clears throat> and then if you just look back at um, uh, verse 5 it says that many will come not many might come so there will be people who Says I am Jesus I am I am The Christ And they will deceive many And you will hear Of wars and rumors of wars That I mean you will hear Of those things And see that you are not troubled For all these things must Come to pass But the end is not yet And that's what we're seeing right now In this world you see all kind of you turn on the news, you'll see wars and rumors of wars and people against people and everything else. You know, and it says there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes and all these things are the beginning of sorrows. But it says that, um, that these men will say that I am Christ. And they, and, and they won't be floating in the air So they will be on the ground And so If they're on the ground We don't have to worry about them Being Jesus Because I just read you a verse in First Thessalonians That told you who Jesus is And when he's coming back And how he's going to do it When Jesus comes back You'll see him in the sky And he'll be, and he'll be up there and, you, and those that are going with him Will be like okay It's our time and we'll be gone. Just like those people in the video will be gone. And those that are left behind, they, they'll know. They might not know it right away, but they will know. You know, and just go to um 24 verse 36 of Matthew. <clears throat> Everybody there It says But that day and hour no one knows Not even the angels in heaven But the father only But as the days As the days of Noah were So also will be the coming of man But as in the days Before the flood There were eating and drinking and marrying And giving in marriage Until The day that Noah entered the ark and I just want to stop there for a second. You know, and it says, it says that what that means is that they was having an awesome time. They was having an amazing time. For 120 years, Noah warned them. Noah said, hey, I'm building this boat. There will be a flood. For 120, in, in 120 years, he warned them. And he fixed the boat up and all that. And for 120 years, they didn't believe. For 120 years, they they stood there and watched this man build this boat. And I'm pretty sure they was making fun of him. Pretty sure they was like, what is this dude doing? And one of the reasons is they never seen rain before. And so i just like anyone to raise their hand if they've ever seen anyone get raptured away before. Amen. And so when you think about that, We've never seen a rapture before, so we don't know what that's like. And so to us, it sounds like, so what you're saying is a whole bunch of people is going to disappear. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. A whole bunch of people is going to disappear from this earth, and they're going to be in the presence of Jesus Christ after that for eternity. And, and when you think about that decision, that choice that we get to make, we get that choice of, hey, Jesus, I want to spend eternity with you. Or, Jesus, you know what? I don't really believe, so I don't want to spend eternity with you. But the choice is ours. The choice is ours and what we want to do. But for me, I want to be with Jesus. Amen? Anybody else in this place want to be with Jesus? Amen. Amen. And just reading on a little bit and Starting in verse 39 It says And and did not know until the flood came And took them away So also will the coming of son of man be Then two men were in the field One was taken away and the other left Two women grinding at the mill One taken and the other left Watch therefore you do not You do not know what hour your Lord is coming but know this, that if the master of the house had not known what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not allowed this house to be broken into. Therefore, you are ready. You, therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man at the coming of the hour you do not. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we can know. We can know when he's coming. We may not know the exact time, but it says that we can know the signs and the seasons. It also says that we ought to be ready in season and out of season. It says that we ought to be ready. So at any point in time, we should be guarding a house at all times. There shouldn't be a time where it's like, uh, I'm going to just leave my doors open and just go to the store for a little bit, hang out. Because the thief is watching. He's looking for those he can steal, kill, and destroy from. But it's a lot of people in this place who don't understand. So they are so they asleep in this place. And then you think about it and it's like Jesus steady giving us warning. For 2,000 years, he gave us a warning. He's given us warning after warning after warning. But a lot of people are asleep right now. Instead of saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to be awake when you come. I'm going to be looking in the sky when you come. But they'd rather, you know, be asleep or stay up late or whatever the case may be. You know, But but when you think about who Jesus really is, every single time he... He does anything he gives a warning when you think about the flood he gave a warning he gave them a long warning for 120 years you think about Sodom and Gomorrah he gave them a warning before he did it you think about all the other things that he's ever done he gave a warning before he did it and so everyone in this place was here for a reason because you have your warning today and I know a lot of times we say, man, I, I just can't picture that. But I think about when, when, when he says that we're going to go up in the air. I don't really know how it's going to go, but I hope and pray that he just, even though we disappear from this earth, he allowed to go kind of slow so that I can twirl around in the air a little bit, you know, fly around for a little bit, you know, like, man, this is amazing. I've never been able to fly before. You know, and put a, maybe put a basketball goal up there about 130,000 feet in the air so I can dunk on it a couple of times. And they like, man, I couldn't even dunk on a 10 foot, but now I'm dunking on a 130,000 foot goal, you know? And you just think about that. And for me, that's amazing for me. I mean, if y'all wanna sit there and, and think about it as, oh, okay, we're just gonna go up to heaven, y'all do that. <laughs> but, but me, I'm going to have fun with mine. I'm going to have an amazing time going to heaven. I promise you, I'm going to have an amazing time. Even when you think about roller coasters and how they, that's scary stuff. But I I know God going to do something to take that away. So when I'm going up, I ain't got to worry about it. (laughs) Because I know that God's an amazing God. Amen? And I don't want any one of us to go to hell. But the only way to not go to hell Is to accept Jesus Christ Is to know that Jesus Christ Came down from heaven He came to this earth He, he, he lived the life for I think it was three three years and, some, and something On this earth Did miracles, did all those things And then he went And he gave his life on that cross For you He gave his life on that cross for you and you, and you, and everybody in this place. And then he left it up to us, okay? I did my part. Now all you got to do is choose me. Choose life or choose death. And that day will come. That day will come, amen? And then if you just look at, um, I just want to show you a couple of things on how God, divides things and how even though we're all amongst each other just like you seen in that video they all was amongst each other but you didn't see who was who until he took them away and then you seen who was who who believed and who didn't believe and if you turn uh, just a couple of pages over maybe one to Matthew 25 starting in um, verse 31 because the Bible talks about it, it rains on the just and the unjust, and that's why we're here on this earth. But there will come a time when he'll take his people away. Starting in verse 31, it says, when the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goat and he will set the sheep on the right hand but the goat on the left hand then the king will say to those on the right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you at the foundation or from the foundation of the world for I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in I was naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you came to me then the righteous will answer him saying Lord when did I see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty, and give you a drink. When did, when did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you, or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer, say it to them. Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did, you did it to one another. The least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting prepared to the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. I was naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it for did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. And so you just think about that. And then you have to go back to a verse that says, you never know when you entertain an angel. And you think about that and you're like, what what, what does that mean? There could be an angel among us right now. And he may come in a form that you may not even think. You know, a lot of times we see something that's supposed to be an angel, so we want it to be dressed up, amazing looking. But maybe that angel is that guy that came that one time in the pink robe. How did you treat that guy? Maybe that angel is that drunk man that came in. How did you treat that guy? Maybe that angel is that guy who who all, they, all he could do is just yell. How did you treat that guy? Maybe that angel is sitting next to you with no job. All, he, all he's looking for is for you to feed him. But you say, you know what? I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to fish. The Bible says nothing about teaching nobody how to fish. Not, not one word in there says that they're going to teach you how to fish. And you think about that and you're just like man And that's when we get to heaven and we say Lord When did we see an angel And he's just going to show all the times Remember this time Or we're going to get to the judgment I, I should say We're going to get to the judgment and he's going to say Remember this time Remember that time Remember this time Remember this time And immediately you're going to go back to that time And you're going to be like man I failed at all of them. And immediately you're going to try to think back to a time you did do good. And God going to say, you know what? Your works are like filthy rags. Away from me, doer of iniquity. And then it says that, that they will go away into everlasting punishment. And the reason I'm speaking about that this morning is because I don't want anyone in this place to go to that place. But a lot of times we just want to do what we want to do. And because Jesus makes us uncomfortable doing the things that he asks us to do. He asks us to, even though we have a job, he asks us to give to the church. But he don't don't just stop there. He say, give to the beggar. Give to those in need. Give to those who are doing this or that even those who can't manage their finances well he says give to them but we say you know what no i'm a, you're going to do it the way i want to do it i'm going to do it the way i want to do it if i i don't want to give you any money so what i'm going to do is i'm going to show you how to do this and that that's fine if you give first because he tell us to give He don't tell us to go teach people how to do stuff I mean Eventually you'll get to the point to where you build That relationship where it's like hey I'm giving to you and I love you Let me show you Also how to, how to do this But you can't Replace giving for teaching Because that's not what he says in his word And so when you think about That angel I don't know who an angel In this place is It could be you Dustin could be an angel probably fixing to go fly away in just a minute you know you never know who that angel may be that come into your life because you think about those people and you're like man where are those people I don't see them anymore they probably back in heaven hanging out like man I, I, I went and visited that guy and Lord he just wasn't doing what you called him to do I mean he was still worried about getting his job on he he got he got two and three jobs he can't make it to church not one time he can't make it to an outreach he can't make it to nothing I mean and he got three jobs and he still don't give to nobody. that's crazy but again, I don't want anyone to go there and that's why i'm i'm God placed this message on my heart. And I hope and I pray that I'm getting this out the way that God wants me to get it out. Because in the end, all I'm doing is being obedient. I can't, I can't make these words come alive to you. I can't, I can't make you serve God. I wish I could because I got a few friends. I'd, I'd, I'd make them. But but I, I can't, I can't make you choose God. All I can do is present to you the scriptures. And then give you a choice. And then the choice is yours. And then. Um, Matthew. Chapter three. If you don't want to turn there, you don't have to. It's just chapter three, verse 12. It says in his winnowing fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly clean his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And you just think about wheat and you think about a big old field full of, full of wheat and, and God just come and he gather all his wheat up and that what's left is the chaff that he's talking about. And that's going to go into that fire. And it says that that fire is unquenchable. And again, it's a choice. God didn't come and sweep them up and say, oops, I forgot one. That's not who God is. But when when he sweep us up, it has to be up to us whether we want to be in that bundle or we want to be left here. You know, and and God is an amazing God, and and all He wants is for us to spend eternity with Him. He didn't make hev- He didn't make hell for us. He didn't make it for us, but at the same time, He's a just God, and He gave you a choice. He's given each and every one of us a choice this morning. He says, "Hey, choose me. Choose me." And so, if you you know, you're probably asking. Well, You know, I want to choose them, so how do I do it? You know, if you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 30. So I'll just give you three points on how to do it. Everybody there Starting in verse 14 Says but the word is very near To you in, in your mouth And in your heart that you may Do it see I have Set before you Today life And good death and evil And then that I command you today To love the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statues and his judgments, and that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land with which you go to possess. But if your hearts turn away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and uh, the worship of other gods and to serve them, I announce to you today That you shall surely perish And you shall not prolong your days in the land Which you cross over the Jordan And go into and possess I call heaven and earth witness today Against you That I have set before you life and death Blessings and curses Therefore choose life That both you and your descendants May live So if you think about that choice That choice Is not just about you It's not just about you. It's about your kids. It's about your kids' kids. It's about their kids. Because when you make that choice, then you get to break those chains. Because I remember my dad used to drink a lot. I remember I used to drink a lot. And I can only imagine what my kids may be going through if I didn't change my ways if I didn't give my life to Christ and so when you take that time to say you know what I'm going to do it for me but I'm not only doing it for me I'm doing it for my kids to keep my kids from going down that path and so it was up to me to break that chain it was up to me to break that chain and say you know what I'm going to live my life for Christ, and I'm never going to pick up a drink of alcohol ever again as long as I live. And I made that decision. Why? Because I knew it was bad for me. Two, I knew it wasn't honoring God. Three, for my kids. Because I know if I was to say, hey, stop drinking, but I kept drinking, eventually all they needed was one sip. Because I know for me, I didn't even drink until a couple of months before my 21st birthday. And for nine years, I was an alcoholic from that point on. From age 20 to 29, I was an alcoholic. Drinking everything I could, doing everything I could, not worrying about my kids, none of that. But Jesus said, I I got something for you, son. Choose life. Choose life. So I chose life. And then because of that, my kids are never going to see me drink. So they don't have to worry about getting that for me. They don't have to worry about that, that, that chain, that, that curse being brought down. That chain is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen? God is an amazing God. And so the first, the first one is just making that choice. That's the first one, make that choice. The second is make a daily decision to deny yourself and follow Jesus. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And it says, Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it whoever loses his life for my sake will save it for what is it profit a man to gain the whole world and himself be destroyed or lost for whoever is ashamed of me and my word of him, the Son of Man, will be ashamed when he comes into his glory and his fathers and of the holy angels. And, and, and you just think about that in this. See, a lot of times we come and we 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 get saved. We we had an altar call and we come down and we, yes, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm I give my life to you. And we make that decision one time. But it's not about making that decision one time. I, I've had plenty of friends who've came down to this altar and, and cried and snotted and did all type of things. But then the next time, I, I, I'm like, hey, where you at? You coming back to church? Oh, I got to work. Oh, I got I to gotta do this. And I'm not saying work is not important. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to make a decision of every time the doors are open, every chance that I get. If you work on Sundays, then you work on Sundays. That's why we have services on Wednesdays. That's why we have fire starters on Tuesdays. That's why we have breakaway on Fridays. That's why we have any and everything. If you want to make that choice, there we have we we have plenty of opportunity for you to make it. But it's up to you. And so I talk to a lot of friends and they oh I'm I'm working. I'm like, man, you don't work every day. I see you playing, you know, playing basketball a whole lot. You know, like, call me up and we can read the Bible together. We can do something together. But, you know, and then you think about that and it's like, oh, uh, well, you know, Jesus really is, you know, serving and reading the Bible really isn't that fun. So, you know, if I get around to it, then I'll do it. But when you realize <clears throat> that the word says earlier that we read, you know, that the world is going to have their fun, the world's going to have an amazing time. Until Noah got in that ark. And when Noah got in that ark, they was not having fun no more. They felt that rain drop, hit on their head. It's like, hey, you know what that is? It's like, nope. Old boy over here knew because he kind of listened to Noah, but he still wanted to do what he wanted to do. So he was like, hey, that's rain. So they went, they knocking on the door, Noah, let us in, bro. Lord, like, hey, I didn't close this door. I didn't close this door and so Noah like hey I tried to tell y'all for 120 years but y'all didn't listen to me because it says the Bible says that this word sounds foolish to to the world those that don't believe it sounds foolish to them so what they do is they search and they try to find different things and all they come up with is questions Never any facts, questions. Oh, okay, well then, if that was Noah, then why did they do this? Well, why, why did this happen? I don't know. When I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God. <laughs> and I'll let you know how that goes. But chances are I'm going to probably forget because I'm going to be trying to dunk on that rim that I was telling you about. <clears throat> but when you, when you think about those things, though, it's like, God, what can I do to reach these people? What can I do? and all he says is to live for me put me number one go out and reach the lost that's all that we can do we can't make anyone get saved and and so the second one was making a daily decision to deny yourself and follow Jesus Christ and the third we talked about it a whole lot and that's comfort one another with these words and I want to read my favorite scripture all over again If you turn to First Thessalonians, and as I read this. I just want you guys just to imagine yourself being in that place. Starting in verse 14 says for if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again Even so, God will bring with him those who are asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the words of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we and thus we each and every person in this place I believe with all my heart will be that we amen And we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. As the musicians come, I just want to read one more verse. If everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And it was the reason I didn't talk much about heaven. That's because I want you to realize how real hell is. I want you to realize that hell is a place that I don't want any of us to go. Hell is a place that was not meant for us. Hell is not a place where you're just going to go and burn up and that's it. Says it's unquenchable fire. It says that we that they will be tormented day and night. And that's not a place I want for anyone in this place. But again, I can't make that decision for anyone else. Just me. I can't make that decision for my wife. I can't make that decision for my kids. I can't make that decision for anyone else but myself. Today, I set before you life and death, and I'm asking you, everyone all over this place, From left to right to choose life. I'm not asking you to come and join this church. I'm asking you to choose Jesus. Because Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. Through his blood, through him, through what he did on the cross. I just want to read one verse about heaven in Revelations 21 chapter or verse 4 it says and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there shall be no more death nor sorrow nor crying there shall be no more pain For the former things have passed away. And he who sat on the throne said. Behold I make all things new. And he said to me. Write for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me it is done. I am the alpha. And the omega. The beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, And all liars shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death. But when you think about heaven and that our Lord and Savior will wipe away our tears that there will be no more pain in heaven. Those of you that may have pain this this morning Just know that when you get to heaven, there'll be no more pain. There will be no more sorrows. Those of you that may be going through something, you you won't have to worry about it when you get to heaven. Because we serve an amazing God that gave us a promise. And the world will tell you that you have to be a certain age. But I'm telling you that you can be, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can accept Jesus into your life this morning. That today is that day that you can choose salvation. So with every head bowed and every eyes closed all over this place, from left to right, I just want to ask that question. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Is Jesus number one in your life? And if Jesus is not number one and you want to make him number one this morning, just raise your hand and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. And i just like to ask another question. If you die today, the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to to die then comes judgment so after you take your last breath then comes judgment and I'd like to ask all over this place if you die today are you 100% sure that you will make heaven your home And if you're not 100% sure today that if you died that you'd go to heaven, I'd like to pray for you. Just lift your hand and put it back down. Amen. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Because the Bible says that we can know for sure. It says that we go and we believe on the name of Jesus Christ. And that he'll forgive all of our sins. He will wash all our sins away. And so everything that we have ever done, no matter how bad it was, our God is so amazing that he'll forgive those things. And I know there may be some people in here right now that says, I'm way too bad. I've done way too much to be forgiven. But our Lord says that, hey, I'll forgive you. Just trust in me. Just believe in me. And so I'm just asking, just just one last time, just if that's you, if you don't know Jesus and you want to know him this morning, just lift your hands and put it back down because I don't want any one of us to perish. I don't want any of us to go to hell, Lord. Amen. If we stand to our feet this morning. just hope I got the word out as you had me to preach it, Lord. Just ask that I was obedient to you, Lord, and did what you've called me to do. And I'd just like to do one more thing this morning. There were people that raised their hands. And if that was you, if you raised your hands, I would like for you to come down just step out of your seat and come down to this place right now. And we'd like to pray for you. We'd like to pray for you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'd just like to give a few more seconds. Amen. Amen. Just like to give a few more seconds. You can say that prayer at your seat. But when you think about that last verse that we read. It said something about the cowardly wouldn't make it. quite sure it wasn't talking about those who get beat up in a fight it's talking about those who on that day when it's time and they're confronted about the name of Jesus they say you know what that wasn't me I don't know Jesus spare me my life those are the ones that 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 verse was talking about but even more than that it talks about if you deny me before man I will deny you before my father in heaven it says but if you confess me before man and I will confess you before my father in heaven and any believer that knows that Jesus Christ is the way and that he is our lawyer when we come to that judgment the judge will be standing right there there will be nothing that we can say worthy of anything but we'll have a lawyer that stands right next to us and his name is Jesus and he's going to do all the talking for those that believe in the name of Jesus he's going to say, Father, I know him I died for him and he accepted what I did on the cross he believed in me, she believed in me took their sins on on my back for them Lord so let them pass and God will say well done good and faithful servant and so I'm going to just give one more call because I know that there are people out there who raised their hand and I'm just asking you to come down don't worry about what anyone else thinks because when that day comes not one of these people in this place Will be standing with you Not one of these people will be standing with you You will be standing by yourself And you will have to answer Son why didn't you confess me Daughter why didn't you confess me So i just like to Give five more seconds Five Four Three Amen Amen two one amen amen give him a hand thank you Jesus I just wanted to let each and every one of you guys know that you made the best decision of your lives it's not going to be easy I mean a lot you, you, you look and you think about this word You have to deny yourself, not just once. That's what we're doing right now. We're denying ourselves, but it's not just a one-time thing. This is the every day that you wake up. Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I choose you. That's the walk we have to walk every single day of our lives. And when we realize that, God will take care of those other things. It's like my daughter my son they're denying themselves for me watch what I do for them watch what I do for them Jesus is amazing Jesus is amazing And so if y'all believe that, that this decision that y'all are making today if y'all believe that I'd just like for you guys to repeat after me Lord Jesus thank you for dying on the cross for me and I believe that you died on the cross and that you were buried and that you rose again on the third day and that you went up into heaven and that you sit on the right hand of the Father and you're interceding for me right now Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord of my life. Jesus, I believe in my heart what you've done for me on that cross. Write my name, Lord, in the Lamb's book of life. Satan, I no longer live for you. I am through with you every day of my life I will live for the king and his name is Jesus thank you Jesus amen let's give him praise let's give him praise in this place oh thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus we know that it was all you this morning Jesus as we sing this song, just come down to the altar and just spend some time at the altar this morning.
1: Thanks for you. My heart and my flesh cries out for the living God, the living God. Incline your ears fears and yearning to throne of grace to seek your face and burning love
0: lives, Father God. Let this not be a one-time thing, Father God, but that they go and that they give their lives to you, Lord. And I know, Father God, that you're going to do amazing things in their lives, Lord. I know that you're going to touch them, Lord. I pray for blessing and peace and, 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 and just your joy, Father God, that peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. I just pray that you touch them, Lord. them Father God with these words Lord I know that you are going to move in this place and I know that your word says that the angels are rejoicing in heaven right now Father God because of these new souls that have been given to you Father and Lord I thank you and I give you praise and I love you in the mighty name of Jesus Amen Amen
1: thank you
0: Jesus, y'all love on each other and y'all just, just, just comfort these that gave their lives to Christ and, and, and just to reassure them that, that, that it, there is love in this place and that the Holy Spirit is welcomed in this place, that Jesus will be welcomed in this place, Amen.